Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 30th of September. Former JNU student Sharjeel Imam has been granted bail in a sedition case which accused him of delivering a provocative speech that allegedly led to violence in Jamia in 2019. However, he will continue to be in custody in several other cases lodged against him. The bail was granted by additional sessions judge Anuj Agarwal in a case lodged at New Friends Colony Police Station in Delhi. This comes months after the Delhi High Court asked a trial court to consider Imam's application seeking relief on the ground that he has remained in custody for 31 months under the FIR. The court noted that regarding the offence of sedition under section 124A of the IPC, prosecution in all pending cases has been directed to be kept in abeyance by the Supreme Court. Imam was earlier denied bail by a Saket court in October last year. It noted that the tone of his incendiary speech had a debilitating effect on public peace. Senior Congress leader and leader of opposition in Rajya Sabha, Malikarjun Kharge, filed his nomination for the post of Congress president at the party office in Delhi today. NDTV reported that he is likely to resign as leader of the opposition in line with the party's one person, one post rule. Kharge said that he was fighting for a big change in the party, thanking senior leaders for supporting him. Congress leader Shashi Tharoor too filed his nominations today, ahead of the 3 p.m. deadline. Besides him, former Jharkhand minister K. N. Tripathi also filed his papers. Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehloth bowed out of the race yesterday after reportedly apologizing to Sonia Gandhi for the Rajasthan revolt by MLAs loyal to him last week. Digvijay Singh, who was earlier speculated to enter the fray, also pulled out of the contest. Listeners, before I continue, the Media Rumble is back and it's hybrid this year. Join us for the 6th edition of TMR. We are holding a virtual session from October 6th to October 8th. The offline sessions will be held from October 14th to 15th at the India Habitat Center in New Delhi. We have leading news professionals, tech innovators, filmmakers and writers such as Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Sucharita Tyagi, HR Venkatesh, Meena Kotwal and RJ Saima as speakers. To register and for more details, visit www.themediarumble.com. The Supreme Court today dismissed a petition filed against the state emblem installed atop the Central Vista building. The petition claimed that the design was in violation of the State Emblem of India, Prohibition Against Improper Use Act of 2005. A bench of Justices M.R. Shah and Krishna Murari said that it had seen the emblem and it was not violative of the law. It said that the impression the emblem gave depended on the mind of the person. The petition had contended that the lions portrayed in the emblem inaugurated by the Prime Minister appeared to be ferocious and aggressive, with their mouth open and canine visible. This, they said, was in contrast with the state emblem preserved in the Sarnath Museum, where the lions appeared to be calm and composed. The Delhi government announced a 15-point action plan today to curb air pollution ahead of winter. As part of the plan, 
the government will reportedly distribute biodecomposers, launch an anti-dust campaign from October 6th and form 380 teams to impose a crackers ban. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal announced the plan and said that a reduction in power cuts which curbed the usage of generators and the closure of two thermal power plants had helped reduce pollution. The focus on the anti-dust campaign will be on construction sites and 586 teams will be actively monitoring it. The city would have 233 anti-smog guns. Additionally, 521 machines have been deployed for water sprinkling and 150 mobile anti-smog guns will be deployed. A 24/7 green war room would be functional from October 3, Kejriwal said, where a nine-member expert team would undertake constant analysis for curbing pollution. Listeners, the Supreme Court had abolished manual scavenging in 2013 with much fanfare, and the Delhi government too boasts about how there are no manual scavengers in the city. Three years ago, the Arvind Kejriwal government had bought 200 machines to take over the work of cleaning sewage. But manual scavenging continues. Around 46 manual scavengers have died in Delhi in just the last five years, with the latest case being of Rohit Kumar, who died on September 9th while cleaning a sewer in Outer Delhi. So, what has India's capital really done to eradicate manual scavenging? Read my colleague Pratyush Deep's detailed report on NewsLaundry.com to know more. It is titled "Delhi Says It Has No Manual Scavengers." How have over 45 of them died in five years? Listeners, the reason we are able to bring you deeply reported stories such as these, without any pressure from political parties or corporations, is because we don't depend on them for ads. We rely only on you, the reader, to support us. So, if you are not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start at rupees three hundred only. The Reserve Bank of India has hiked its key lending rate by fifty basis points to five point nine zero percent, a three-year high. The key lending rate, also known as the repo rate, is the rate at which the central bank lends short-term funds to banks. It has been increased by zero point five percent to five point nine zero percent by the Monetary Policy Committee. headed by RBI governor Shaktikanta Das This 3-year high rate has reportedly been driven by elevated inflation, aggressive global central bank policies and turmoil in financial markets. This is the fourth consecutive rate hike after a 40 basis point increase in May and 50 basis point hike each in June and August. With the latest hike, the repo rate at which banks borrow from central bank is now close to 6%. Das said today that the RBI is expecting inflation to come down to the target of 4% over a 2-year period. He highlighted the worry of the rate-setting panel on inflation, adding that the central bank was watching the price situation closely. At least 19 people were killed during a suicide attack at a tutoring center in Kabul, Reuters reported. So far, there has been no immediate claim of responsibility for the blast. The attack took place in the Dasht-e-Barachi area of Western Kabul. It happened at a private tutoring center where an exam was reportedly taking place. According to Kabul police spokesperson Khalid Zadran, besides the 19 people who had died, at least 27 had been wounded in the attack. 
as per Reuters while the police had said that 19 people had been killed a hospital source had put this figure to 23 and a Taliban source to 33 most of the people living in the Dasht-e Barachi neighborhood are from the Hazara community an ethnic minority they have been targeted in past attacks launched by militant group Islamic State that's all the news we have for you today have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from see you tomorrow All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please